0: When you're thinking about priorities in your business, make the priority, in some case, in many cases, the 20% that get it done, and then figure out how can you motivate that other 20% to do better. We work with an organization. Wait, that's what he did back. I'm talking.
1: You, you surely are. They keep going. The clock's ticking.
0: Welcome to, to, to Commerce me, right? and Chill. My name is Jessica Johnson Cope. I'm Waleed. Hi, Waleed. I see Waleed is in an extra special mood today. It's because
1: I ate five donuts from Fan Fan yesterday. Shout out to Fanny
0: on. and the team at Fan Fan Donuts representing Lafayette and no. Franklin.
1: And Franklin. Yep. I was going to say decal, but Franklin.
0: Fanny is one of my colleagues in the EY Entrepreneurs Access Network. She's doing great things and she makes a tasty donut. So check her out.
1: Yeah, clearly. How many did we get yesterday, Espinoza?
0: Like two boxes? (laughs)
1: Like we got two of every flavor?
0: A lot.
1: (laughs) We ate too many donuts yesterday.
0: So, one of the things we try to do in our businesses is we try to prioritize doing business with other small businesses especially locally based firms uh who are that are owned by people that we know um like and trust and so today we wanted to talk to you about first things first how to prioritize your responsibilities in your business so chief
1: i want the theme song for this episode to be first things first i poppy (laughs) First
0: things first,
1: I pop freaks all the hundred. But anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Biggie Smalls is a theme song. I want playing play. I want that dropping in the back of this episode.
0: (laughs) First things first. So everybody's
1: bobbing their head while they're watching this episode. So the
0: goal of today's episode is to teach other business owners how to manage a business while wearing multiple hats. Right, right. How yeah, I'm you, still freaking at you. How to delegate responsibilities and how to prioritize business activities. We'll talk about the 80 20 rule and other quick rules of thumb that help support business owners. Why are you making that face? You're making that face like priori- making priorities is like, it sounds good, but it's not something that you do.
1: Um, I try. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> you're like, we're going to talk about prioritizing. Like, I try. I make lists, I got like five notebooks. I, fi- I switched to another style to try and get stuff done. I think I kind of got a system. I don't know. But I'm trying. That's all I know. I'm just, every day I'm trying.
0: Oh. What's that song? Every day I'm hustling.
1: <laughs> every, every day I'm trying. Every day I'm trying.
0: So for me, in like terms of prioritizing, know. I actually start um, over the weekend to outline my week. So, like, this is what a week looks like in my planner. You can't see y'all up close. But... Over the weekend, Somebody I try will to... will be able to zoom in and see that. I plot out all of the things that are scheduled. Especially those numbers. Uh, you can't see my numbers. You don't know <laughs> what they mean. <laughs> <All right. laughs> those are my goals.
1: Those are your goals. You need to change them numbers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> those are my goals for the week. <laughs> um, but over the weekend, I try to plan to understand what is already on my schedule, to leave some time for life to happen, and to write in the margins of... What occurs that oh, I, didn't plan. I guess I should have brought
1: my book. I'm like, I'm feeling bad. I didn't bring my book.
0: And then as the day goes by, like, I'll start out with an outline with spaces, but then no, that doesn't work. So I end up putting sticky notes. I use multiple colors so that my eyes visually can see where there's a, a change <laughs> from what was planned. And what in the world is going on in this building? It sounds like things are cracking up not funny, but like breaking down, cracking so we up. I
1: knocked the chair down.
0: Other people like to prioritize... Clearly, we need a
1: soundproof studio. When like we to prioritize by
0: how they schedule the day. And they put the most important things at the top. Um, I think I read in a book by Rick Patino he said, do the things that, you, that are most important first thing in the morning. Because if you do that...
1: <laughs> I woke up, that was the most important thing on my list.
0: If you do that, then everything else will be... <laughs> Yeah. Right. It'll be it'll just be water under the bridge. Additionally, sometimes mentally you get a roadblock about the things that you don't want to do, especially if they are things that are important. And so you put it off, you put it off, you put it off and you wait until the end of the day and you spend a majority of the day agonizing about getting that thing done. So if it's really important, put it at the top, get it done. And you'll be like, oh, I accomplished something. Go me.
1: I get small wins, I guess.
0: Small wins, exactly, long. exactly. So you first thing you do is wake up.
1: I wake up. I'm like, whoa, I woke up. <laughs> Goal number one, I'm alive.
0: <laughs> and the rest of the day is what, under the bridge? <laughs>
1: the rest of the day is <laughs> easy. I woke up. Man, you don't know. Somebody didn't open their eyes today. True that's, indeed. That's the first thing on the list. I woke up, check. <laughs> True indeed. Get out of bed, check. <laughs> True Small indeed. wins make a big difference. People are going for, oh, yeah, I got to, I don't know. Somebody told me yeah, I'm going to, I don't know what he said, I want a billion dollars in my account. And I'm just like, okay, so tell me what you're going to do to get to a billion dollars in your account. And I'm not saying putting a billion dollars in your account is unrealistic because there's people who do it all the time. They're billionaires and they started pretty much the same places a lot of other people started. Some of them, not all of them, because some of them started in a different place. But there are some who started with zero mm-hmm. and, you know, they've got a lot of commas in their account. But my yeah. thing was the person's like, I want to put a billion dollars in my account. And I'm like, okay, so did he
0: have a plan? That was
1: my thing. I was like, okay, so you say you want a billion, but like, what are the what are the steps you're gonna to take to get there? Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not saying it to some for him to have a plan right now to be like, oh, this is how I'm gonna do a billion. But if you're just saying it, like, if you're doing some old secret, and you're just not, you like, you really don't have some type of outline or some plan. Like, you are just it's just wishing. You just hoping, and like hoping and wishing is just like, like. I hope to win the lotto. Mm-hmm. Like there's no strategy. Like there's no strategy. Just buying a ticket every now and then and saying, I, I hope I win mm-hmm. and whatever. I don't know. But yeah, a billion dollars. Like what are you doing to get there? Besides just telling me I want to have a billion dollars.
0: Maybe he account? thinks you have a billion dollars and you're just going to give it to him.
1: What the heck? I feel like there's, oh my That's coffee. just call it oh What are you God. doing over there? No, like?
0: I felt like it was hair coming out. From my bun and coming down my neck, like <sighs> somebody coming to get me.
1: Makeup. <laughs> somebody call a stylist. Get them <laughs> in here.
0: Perfectly clear. We're gonna have to get you on set one of these days to hook me up.
1: Yeah, yeah perfectly clear.
0: <laughs> Shout out to my friend Aisha, Claire, Mike. Love her to pieces. Uh,
1: yeah. So uh, you just—I think you just need—I don't even want to say a strategy. You just need to first a strategic
0: of all strategy to communicate.
1: Come on! Don't start that. Bull- with people just using words and not saying anything that drives me
0: So come me on, let's tell the people something. So there are going to be people in conversation. Like you need to write
1: stuff down. Let's start with that.
0: Remember, the shortest pencil is longer than the longest memory. I got that from Draw the Circle.
1: The shortest pencil.
0: And other Say words, that again, the shortest the pencil. The shortest pencil is longer than the longest memory.
1: Yeah, because if you write it down, you memorialize it and the pencil is short because it's worn out from you writing so much down versus the person be like, I'll remember that. I remember that you have no idea how many meetings I sit in, how many orientations I go to. And I watch people just sit there and take no notes. Whether I don't care if you write on paper, you do it digital. You need to record it somewhere. I just happen to be some kind of fanatic for actually writing stuff on paper. I don't know what it is. I tried digital, like for some reason it just doesn't work for me because it's just not physical. Like I can't put my hands on it. And then the files are just like somewhere then I even went and got that digital writing tablet uh-huh. like I'm not even going to say their name because I'm so tight right now because I brought one just as they were releasing the new one. Didn't say anything. Didn't advertise it. And I was like, cool. Hit them up with an email. Sent them something on Instagram when they were running ads in my feed and was like, hey, I just brought this new one like two months ago and didn't even know you were releasing a new one can I get like some kind of trading credit or can I get some discount on a new one? Cause I, and like, I'm willing to give them more money. They f- ignored me straight up, ignored me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, whatever, I'm not going to put them on blast. But I just thought that was like really bad customer service. Like I just brought one and you released a new model two months later didn't, like, didn't say anything. And it's not
0: that they didn't have your contact information.
1: For real, because I just brought it. Like, they have my phone number. you bought it directly number, from them. It's my email, not like you went to like, Best Buy. Yeah, I didn't buy it from somebody on eBay or whatever. I brought it directly from them, direct to consumer. And I'm just like, you can't say anything. But, you know, that's a whole other thing about customer service and making people an evangelist. Because that company could have easily been like, okay, whatever their margins are, let's figure out. If we have him send this new one in, and we're, or we're not going to take it at all, And even if you don't do trade-ins, be like, listen, you could return it. And if you return it, we'll give you X. And, like, they could figure out something to do with it, donate to charity, whatever. Or just say, you know what, we're not taking it back. But since you're a loyal fan, you just brought this one, you're about to, and you want to upgrade to the new one, and it's only been two months, yeah, you know, you didn't know we were releasing a new one. How about we give you it for, like, 100 bucks off or, you know, whatever, or we'll sell it to you at cost
0: we'll like, sign you up for our free training on how to use it. Right. right. Something. First
1: of all, you know how f- smart that would have been for them just to do it? And, like, I wasn't the only one. There was, like, I know of at least two or three other people I saw right in the comments of that social post mm-hmm. and said the same thing I was saying. And I was like, you could have just got a whole tribe, a tribe of people behind you. Like, I would have got those people together in a group and figured something out and been like, let's work something out. And then be like, we'll do this, and you need to like post this on social, or you need to do this, or like you wouldn't even have to ask us to do stuff because I would have went right. to bat right away and been like, these mo- these mofos is gangster. Right. I just brought it, said this, and they told me I could do this, and I brought the new one, and I probably would still be using some form of digital writing today if it wasn't for that. Versus me just switching back to a notebook, which is kind of probably more my style. But they still would have had a loyal fan whether I used the product or not, and I had it. I was on somebody else's podcast and they use it and they were talking about they got the new model and then they showed it to me on the podcast and i was just like "Mm." i was like yeah let me tell you about the customer so then we went off air because i didn't want that recorded i was like yeah i find it interesting i was like how you like it he was like oh it's really good i love it look i made all these notes of things you were saying during the podcast and i was like yeah and i told him my experience and he was just like damn that's a shame it was a missed opportunity and he's in business he owns two businesses also so he Mm -hmm. He he got it right away. It was like, that was totally a missed opportunity. But I guess they're making so much money, like they don't care.
0: The key is we don't want you to miss Doesn't any matter. opportunities. We want you to be able I'm to
1: insignificant know to them.
0: your priorities, understand. They got your my four hundred dollars and
1: don't care about me. Write
0: them down and then take the action steps that's going to move you personally and your business along to the goals that so you want to.
1: You were talking in. about prioritizing responsibilities. Yes, a priority should be responding to your customers even in those unique situations that could turn into great opportunities. Even if somebody on a team is like, Hey, that's not part of our business model or Hey, we're not going to make money off that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's always what, what my man say in, in the book, be open to being creative. Like have an open mind instead of be having a closed mind. Somebody on that team monitoring their social media profile, whatever. Hey, this could be an opportunity for us. Right. Yeah, but somebody else is like, oh, from the, on the finance. No, we're not taking those back or we're not doing this. But having an open and creative mind, being prioritizing doing things, being open to new and different things. So Prioritize that.
0: You mentioned clients and customers. I, I think it's important that you make customers and clients a priority. And so in planning my day, I look at it from three different perspectives when it comes to clients. I look at our current clients, then I look at our pending clients, and then I look at aspirational clients. Now, I we have a new intern. We have Miss Justelle Bistafa. She's a student at LaGuardia Community College, and I'm giving her a shout out because she's working with us through the 10,000 Small Businesses Fellows Program. Shout out to Goldman Sachs for underwriting the program. Um, but the goal is to help community college partner students um, f- with through the program so that they can get real-life work and job experience with companies who have graduated out of 10,000 Small Businesses. And it helps the students to be better prepared for real life job opportunities or potentially for long-term job prospects with companies that have come out of the program. And so Ms. Giselle is working with us in the sales capacity because you always have to be selling even if you're getting new business. And we've had some tremendous opportunities that we're currently working on. Nonetheless, we still need to have something in the pipeline. So I was talking through some, some processes with Ms. Giselle and I said, well, we need to make sure that there's a significant focus on our current clients. And she said, Why, Miss Johnson? I said, because
1: It's easy to get business, it's hard to keep it.
0: Exactly. And you have to spend money to get new clients. The amount of money that you spend on existing clients to keep them is less than what it's going to cost in most Wait, cases. What did you tell
1: me this morning? Somebody was like, Oh, you was on a conversation with them for like 10, 15 minutes yesterday, a client and was laugh." you don't even remember what most of the conversation was about because y'all were laughing so much. And the client was telling you how pleased they were and that relationship was based on a relationship we did with that client with him when he was with, with, the, another, with another, client, another company and it cost us zero money to, re, to, have to that, get the new client. to get the new work where he is with this client now it costs us zero because you, you established a relationship he, you, you maintain a relationship even though he left the former client that he left the employment of the right. client that we were working right. with and now he's with someone new and he engaged our services with that client. And, and, it, and so what I on. nothing but for you to maintain a relationship Exactly w- when he was at the previous client that we send an and occasional then, thank And then you laugh notes, and like calling, occasionally emailing, Hey, how you been connecting? Checking on in. We heard them on the radio one night and was like, Hey, that's so and so they interviewed <laughs> him and then you reached out to him the next day and then boom, he was like, Yeah, we need this done. Can you guys do it for us? Absolutely. So
0: So one of the things I explained to Ms. Giselle was the value, the lifetime value of a customer or a client. So you want to look past the transaction and think what could, how much can that potential business opportunity mean for you and your business? So with this particular man, we'll call him John. Uh, With John, in his previous life, the, the company that he worked for spent over $5 million with us over several years. So if I just looked at it as a transaction, it's just say, eh, if they have one guard, that might be, what, $250,000 a year. These are not real numbers, but the $5 million is, but those other numbers aren't. Like, uh, maybe that's not sexy enough to get most people's attention. But when you say, okay, we've already done $5 million and now he's someplace else, and he's in a position where he can make introductions. And the reason why I actually called him was to ask if he could be a reference for that other work that we're bidding on. Correct. And he said, "What? Tell me about it." I said, "Well, we, if we get the work, we'll do this. We'll do this. We'll do this. We'll do this. It'll grow our business twenty percent if we get this part. Forty percent if we get this part. A hundred percent if we get this part." He was like, "That's exciting. Put me down." <laughs>
1: Where do I sign?
0: Right? Isn't he the same person that said, "If you're not getting more business as a result of doing business with me, what's wrong?" Right. He did. He said he that a like, several years ago.
1: Like he was like, in so many in like so many words, you should be leveraging the name and the opportunity that you have with them because it carries a certain amount of cachet. Cachet it carries a certain amount of wit. but not only that, it carries a certain amount of credibility. And that goes back to the conversation we had in an hour, a 90 minute pit presentation, second pitch to a client, 90 minutes, second pitch to a client. And there were, I don't know, 20 people involved on their side and, I don't know, six people involved on our side, and this lasts for 90 minutes, and we give the presentation about our services, what we do, how we do it, which they're already super familiar with because we had already been in two other presentations with them on some other work, but mind you, this was them talking to us one-on-one versus the other work with some of our partners, and we went through this and showed all this and did the show, and ah, did all those things you're supposed to do. You know he thinks
0: it's a dog and pony show. And we... We dogged and ponied. We did our dance.
1: But what the point is, I'm saying, is they had a conversation with you, I don't know, a week, a couple days later, and then asked about a particular type of work that we do that just happened to be referenced in the documentation. And they were like, well, you know, tell us a little bit about this work. Like, you have certifications and clearance to do... This type of work, etc., and Johnson's like, yeah, like, and they were like, well, that seems like it's way more like, in a, a lack of better terms, credible and more not more credible,
0: complicated, more complicated than what we're asking. And you to had do. to you
1: have to do more work there and go through and more you had processes to get, and clearance.
0: vetted you to get in a. Well, process. damn! Like are you trying to put on my business on French Street? Like I ain't
1: need to say who it was. Damn. But we didn't say who. It was. But it's still take but it still, easy. You
0: not know be all in your business. That's
1: all right, but I don't need everybody else to be in my business like that right now. Take it easy. If it ain't public, chill. All
0: right, chill, chilly willy. <laughs> so
1: anyway, everybody's not going to know who chilly willy is like you uh, just. Chilly so, wally? Just so dated. I'm when when I, I'm so. Dated yourself. <laughs> somebody's going to have to Google Go, that. It's going to be going across the screen in this episode. Um, but the fact that they said, "Well, you they looked at what you made note of that we've done in the past and what we're currently doing with these different agencies and entities. And they're like, wait a minute, you're cleared to do that. You've done that type of work. This seems way, that seems way more high level than what we're asking you to do. Mm-hmm. And we were like, mm-hmm. yeah, we've done that. And cause the work they want us to do, I'm sitting in, I'm just looking in the presentation, like, yeah, like, okay. Like, like,
0: it really takes 90 but, minutes for you to, to for us to tell you that we're going to do what we already do for a whole bunch of other but people.
1: He, but here's what the real challenge is. And it, this is, I think, something people can take away from it, and it's probably slightly off this whole prioritize that we're talking about here is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People are going to judge you sometimes, maybe even more than sometimes, based on the industry that you're in based on the experience they've had with other people in your industry. Mm-hmm. And I've heard, and I'll give you a great example. I heard people say over and over, it's so hard to find a good contractor. Mm-hmm. And I probably don't think that's true. I probably don't think that's true. That was weird. But it's because people, so many people have had bad experiences with contractors. Mm-hmm. So it's become the norm for them to say that, but that's not really the case. Cause I can think of probably two off the top of my head, who are, you know, reliable shout out to Albert and his team Mm -hmm. and like do phenomenal work. They come, you know, they come in on budget, et cetera, et cetera, you know, come in under budget sometimes, but they get the work done according to what they say and the quality of work is what they, what they pitched you in the beginning, if not slightly more quality wise, but you get judged by that. And in that case, I'm, I'm sure we are being looked at based on the past bad experiences they've had with other firms in our space and then they're making us jump through all these hoops for work that we're doing that they want to, that we're proposing we, w- we would like to do for them that we can do. But we're already doing that work now on multiple scales. So they're, they're looking at what's bad, what's worse that's happened in the past. or And I'm sure there's somebody on that 20-plus person team, and there's a few people probably sitting there like, remember the last firm we hired like that? And they, they totally effed that up. They did this, that, and third.
0: Versus, yeah, but they're not going to say anything about the big firm that they're currently working well, we, with. That we, we, messes up. We're not going to go
1: there because I love I love the big firms. I love them more than you know. When someone says, oh, we're competing against one of the big firms, and there's only like three left now or two because they're consolidated. Really, really big. I I just lean in on the table and I'm like, please tell me about your experience with the big firms because they're, they're the best, right? They have this and they have that. And then all of a sudden they start talking and they're just like, they talk about, all the things that they're not doing or the things that they're not happy with. Mm -hmm. And that's the time where you should be spending more equity on listening to the people, right? People, you go into a sale like, let me tell you what you should do when you go into sales. We talk about prioritizing. You should prioritize listening when you go into a pitch. Some of us get so focused on talking so much about ourselves and our business, like we're the greatest this. Let me be clear. There are other people who are doing the same you're doing either plus or minus 10 to 15 percent better or worse than you so you need to be going in there and listening to what the client is saying and figure out how can you attack the issues they're having and solve all the client wants is somebody to solve their problems ladies and gentlemen let's be absolutely clear there is no science to being in a a product or service-based business you need to figure out what their pain is and become a painkiller a vitamin hear me when i tell you this a vitamin, you need to be a, why do people scramble to buy aspirin and all that when they have a headache, nobody's thinking about aspirin when you're not having a headache or any other pain or ailment, you're just like, life is good, but when you take a painkiller guess what, you see the results happen immediately or within the prescribed time that it says on, take this and within 30 minutes or you put it in the water and you drink that and they're like, within this amount of time you'll feel better, be a painkiller, listen to what their problems are, what their pain points are and go directly to those and solve them. all the fluff and talking about all that extra Prioritize listening to them.
0: Okay, so getting back to clients, right? I'm when, talking
1: about clients, but know, go ahead.
0: But when I talk about disrespect. current clients, pending clients, aspirational clients, I make the current clients a priority. And that's based on what they call the Pareto principle, you may have heard of the 80-20 rule. Well, Alfredo Barreto was an esteemed economist, and his research demonstrated that 80% of consequences come from 20% of causes. And so the way that relates to business is you hear 80% of your business will typically come from 20% of your clients. 80% of the work gets done by 20% of your team members. That's fact.
1: I can point team members out and clients who are who are the 20% that are producing. It's it's a proven freaking fact.
0: So I say all of that to say is when you're thinking about priorities in your business, make the priority in some case, in many cases, the 20% that get it done. And then figure out. How can you motivate that other 20% to do better? We work with an organization. Wait, that's 40 then? No, the other
1: 80%. You said t- I thought you said 20 and then said oh, 20 again. 20,
0: and then I said the other 80, I thought. Oh, it's that's what you what I thought. I said motivate
1: the other 20. The od- motivate like, the huh? other 80 was to do, do
0: more. 60, 20, 20 rule? We work with an organization that has what they call quintiles, and every year they get rid of the bottom 20%.
1: Good, bad, or indifferent. Like, you could be doing a good job. You just didn't make it out of the 20%, and they're like... Time to bring in new talent.
0: Bottom 20% or bottom 5%?
1: I thought it was 20%, but I don't know. Whatever it is.
0: That's still not good.
1: Whatever the bottom. You never
0: want to be in the bottom. (laughs) Whatever the
1: bottom percent is, if you don't make it past that threshold, you don't go into the next year or the next whatever quarter, whatever their their cycle is. I was just like, that's gangster. How do we bring that into our business, On a, a, a version of that into our business? Because there are some team members who what we call in our industry do eight and skate. They come to work. They're only concerned about doing the eight hours and they walk out the door. They're looking to add zero additional value to what they do. And it goes back to conversation. I had it in a meeting the other day for an hour for a 20-minute meeting that turned into an hour. Someone says, oh, I want a raise. And you're like, okay, why? Mm -hmm. And then they're like, because I come to work on time. Wrong! Because I wear my uniform every day. Because I do this. And my thing is, I'm like, okay, all that's listed in the job description. Guess what? You're supposed to do that for the amount we're paying you that you, we all agreed to when you accepted the offer letter and we talked about the position during the interview.
0: In life, you don't get what you deserve, you get when you negotiate. So if you're
1: saying you just want to raise because it's your anniversary or it's your quarterly review or whatever, whatever the time period is that your your company has for reviews and what's tied to a review, is there an increase? Then, yeah, you're just getting an increase, which is going to be very... N- Nominal. Nominal because you just made it like you, you survived. You didn't really do anything where somebody was just like that person over there. Like that's standing out out of that group of 105 people there. That person is like on it. That person did this, they are doing this. Of course, like you come to work on time. You're supposed to like, that's what you're supposed to do. So if you're getting a raise and you're just doing what you're supposed to do, you're just getting a raise cause you survived. You're getting what the, what the minimum is versus oh, I did this, I add this value, I did this, or I took a, like people who genuinely take interest in what's going around, like they get up from their desk and they look to actively help people or help different departments, not because they're looking to make busy work, because they actually have a genuine interest in what's going on in the company. Those are the people who make a difference. Those are the people who end up moving up. Those are the people who end up, if your focus is, to get a raise, et cetera, et cetera. It's because you take a genuine interest, not the ones that are just pretending like, let me go help Jack over in accounting because I see he's having trouble with X, Y, and Z. No, people will sit down and be like, hey, I noticed in like the last meeting, you guys said sales were off. I don't know much about sales. But I do have some experience with this and like oh I'm willing to listen and maybe I could just come up with an idea that maybe you guys can use or you could just listen to and I can throw out there and maybe that adds benefit because it's a general interest like a, a not not some whatever some Someone who's just faking it and just says, like, I'm trying to pretend to be interested or do extra stuff because I want someone to notice me to give me some type of advancement. First things first, I pop freaks all the honey, dummies, playboy bunnies, those wanting money. Those the ones I like, cause they don't get nothing but penetration. Unless it smells like sanitation. Barbage I turn like door knobs. Heart throb never. Black and ugly as ever. However, I stay coochie down to the socks. Rings and watch filled with rocks And my jam not into the Mitsubishi uh, Girl, Girl when they see me uh, Now uh, hold will creep me in they TP uh, As I lay down laws like island Coppett Stop uh, it, uh, if you think they're gonna make a profit Don't see my wonders, don't see my...